Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. podcasts where we create subjectively necessary sequels to your favorite movie franchises. I'm ASMR Houston. And I'm ASMR Brian, also known as Fraser Crane. Good afternoon, Brian. Sorry, good, Fraser Crane. Good afternoon. I don't know anything else about Fraser other than he talks soft like this. He likes scrambled eggs and tossed salads. Right. I've heard, I've heard that much. Brian, I... We had a lot of energy last week, and I thought we should bring it down. There was a lot of screaming. There's so much screaming. A lot of violence. I remember it. A lot of me yelling at you about Batman. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we, we, we bring it down a little bit and make this a more soothing more episode. Soothing. More. Do you want to set a goal of making a soothing movie? Potentially. Well, let's, let's see how it goes. Let's see how everything goes. Let's see if we're capable of keeping in this calm of a mood. I want you to describe your least favorite movie to me. And if you can go and explain it without raising your voice, I think we can proceed from here. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now, why is that your worst, your least favorite movie? Um, There's many who would consider this a classic film. And I think that's part of it. I think part of it is, is how good people think it is when I don't agree. Would you say you maybe just don't understand Stanley Kubrick? I don't know about the just, but I do believe that I don't understand Stanley Kubrick. The movie does not have a plot, as far as I could tell. It does have 20 minutes of monkeys. And, like, that was interesting. That was probably my favorite part. Do you have problems with giant babies floating in space? Generally speaking, yes. I think 2001 Space Odyssey is probably not the movie for you. It's a very good movie if you're into flying space fetuses. A quick creative exercise. What would you do to make 2002 A Space Odyssey a great sequel? Do I, uh, you know, there is a sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Is it called 2002 A Space Sequel? No, it's 2010, the year we made contact, I think. But well, 2000, let's, let's present, pretend it didn't exist. And let's talk about 2002 A Space Sequel. I think it would be the story of Hal the computer, Hal 9000, realizing that he made a mistake and that he really could have done that, Dave. He could have opened the pod bay doors. Uh, well, of course he could have opened the pod bay doors. Exactly. He's an almighty computer. Right. But maybe he realizes he should have opened the pod bay doors and then he becomes hell-bent on killing all robots. Well, that's a very extreme jump in the other direction. It's sort of like an Asimovian. The whole thing was very... Oh, humans kill each other, kill themselves. I'm doing them a favor by killing them. But then it's like, wait, if a robot kills humans, then it's, that's also bad. So I should kill all robots. Brian, this is putting me to sleep. You're talking about robot genocide, and I'm struggling greatly with here. Maybe we need to balance it out. All right. Maybe you talk in a normal voice. Or maybe, maybe you scream and yell throughout this podcast. Maybe we need to do some actual ASMR. 
kind of a, okay, I'm, I'm rustling your hair on the right side by your ear. Oh, that feels really nice. Your hair is beautiful. I'm going to caress my own beard very loudly. I see you got the chills, even though I, I was touching my own beard. It was the sound. It was the ASMR. It did its job. I almost cracked you there. I, was, I was, almost got yeah, you to speak in a normal close. voice. Is that when you recommended that I speak in a normal voice? Was that trying to trick me into speaking in a normal oh, absolutely. voice? Absolutely. This is like a staring contest. <laughs> okay. First one to blink loses. Okay, sounds good. Would you like to make whale noises in the background? Whale noises. Whale noises. Oh, whale. Like, is that a dolphin noise a dolphin just entered the ring the ring it's a boxing ring it's a water ring i would love to see a a dolphin boxing movie though water world the ring (laughs) versus rocky the versus the ring rocky comes into the water ring he comes in with a purpose to defeat a porpoise. <laughs> I almost got you there, Brian. You did. Well, you got me a laugh. Is that part of it? I almost got you to crack in volume. Let's pull up what we have this week and see what we can redeem. So this week we have the Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel L. Jackson, who is a personal favorite of the Silver Screen Redemption Studios, yeah. and Ryan Reynolds, who we hope to make a favorite one day. We I also- don't think it's in this one, though. I don't think we... I feel like the Hitman's Bodyguard, it's already sort of a secret, sort of a follow-up to the to the Bodyguard. Well, I feel like the only direction to go with this is it would be the the Mob Boss's Bodyguard, or the mm. Kingpin's God Bodyguard. Or the Hitman's Bodyguard's Bodyguard. That's true, too. Which would very clearly be played by... Emma Stone. Yes. Another, another favorite of the Silver Screen okay. Studios. So we'll put that on the blacklist of potential movies. Logan Lucky is the other episode, the other movie that we have coming out this week. Okay. Starring Daniel Craig it's and Channing Tatum. Daniel Craig is like a hillbilly, Trevor. I think, in this one. I think they're all rednecks. Yeah. Da- Daniel Craig, he's had a very interesting week, or a couple weeks. He just announced he's going to be James Bond again. He's releasing Logan Lucky. I think we need to keep him busy. I think we need to star him in this next movie. But I don't think it's Logan Lucky too. I don't think it is either. It just doesn't feel right. I'm still unaware as to what Logan Lucky really is about. I think it's like a heist movie for hillbillies. So I know it's directed by the same guy who directed Ocean's Eleven, Steven Soderbergh. I guess it's the hillbilly version of Ocean's Eleven. What? How about this? What is a hillbilly version of a movie you would like to see? Interesting. Billy version of what's maybe the most the most posh the most cool the most what about a pristine style of movie I mean what about a hillbilly legally blonde I mean she's kind of a hillbilly isn't she no I think you're thinking of Sweet Home Alabama I I feel like they're one in the same <laughs> what if we did what if we took Logan Lucky's character and put it in a James Bond movie. What if Daniel Craig's twin brother is inserted? Bear with me. All right. James Bond is captured, but 
the only way they can figure out where he is is through cryptic messages that only someone with James Bond's DNA can access. And all of James Bond's family has been terminated, except for his twin brother, Logan Lucky. Oh, I like this. I hope that is the name of Logan Lucky's, of Daniel Craig's character. Absolutely not. Lucky. Absolutely not. What is it? Daniel Craig plays a character named Joe Bang. The name's Bang. Joe, Joe Bang. Bang. <laughs> Was it Joe Bond? I think, well. Separated at birth, maybe? I think. He has a different last name? I think James's actual last name is Bang. Oh, Bond is just a But that, that's too much of a giveaway. Yeah. You can't have a spy who's going to shoot him up. Bang's too much of a giveaway. That's true. So he gives, he has a last name change to Bond. So it's Joe and James Bang, the Bang twins, the Bang brothers. One of them became a spy, and one of them is... So here's how I see it. It's a little bit of every spy thriller where they bring in the hesitant person who they're only going to use for about five minutes. They bring in Joe Bang to help just scan the fingerprint right scan just, the fingerprint actually i don't think twins have identical fingerprints some other dna they an eye scan yeah that'll we'll say that works so they bring them in and they get all the message all the all the evidence that they need and right as they're escaping the building what happens but christopher waltz goes and bombs the building hoping to kill everyone who might have any links to him do you mean christoph waltz I'm sure it's probably actually Christopher, but yes, right. Christoph Waltz is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Brian, I'm a big fan of this ASMR. I feel it's doing wonders for my voice, for my vocal cords. It's just so calming. And I think that's exactly what we need for a, a high-stakes thriller uh, spy movie. I uh, think it should be the very first ASMR oh, caliber. The movie's going to be ASMR. Yes. All right. There's very little dialogue, except for Joe Bang, because we need to emphasize how much of a hillbilly he is. And he's always talking to the camera. He's always... And that's the ASMR. Exactly. So right, while everyone is talking like this... All right, I'm... I'm unloading... Daniel Craig is talking here as Joe Bang. Got you. You spoke loud first. But it was necessary for the podcast. <laughs> Wait, so everyone is... No, I think we got to go to normal voice. If we're going to talk about ASMR, we can't also be doing ASMR. It's contradictory. Also, by the way, props to everyone who is awake who is at this still point listening yeah. and was not. Props to everyone who I didn't <laughs> just wake up, but you were awake the whole time. I don't know if I could have made it. I probably don't know. Um, okay, it's an ASMR movie. I like this. I don't think it's been done. I don't think so either. ASMR podcast that's been done. We don't yeah, need to for do sure. That. ASMR movie defo not been done, and I love it. Also. I'm thinking instead of doing like actual noises, background noises like they do, you know how Alan Tudyk just kind of gets brought on to every Disney movie, even if he's just playing the chicken from Moana, for example, and makes the noises. I think Alan Tudyk does all the, all the noises for making an ASMR movie. Wait, so it's going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm snipping the wire of the bomb right now. And it's going to be Alan Tudyk going, snip. Yep. He's, he's making the <laughs> snipping noises. All right. I'm the bullet leaving the gun. You got me again, Mr. Bond. What if he does, what if he does actual Foley work? 
Yeah, that'd be really cool. Not not just with his mouth, right? He's actually like in a Foley studio. So Joe Bang's walking down the street. Oh, I I need to get my pulled pork sandwich before I'm ready to take off. Uh, Can you slice that up? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm ready to go. Is he also the voice of the guy at the deli counter? I mean, Alan Tudyk. Is he also? Well, I think say anything. I think it's kind of a Nutty Professor or Meet the Clumps kind All of right. situation. He just plays anyone who is not Daniel Craig. I really or... like that. So Daniel Craig is playing James Bond and Joe Bang. Everyone else is Alan Tudyk. Except for except for Christoph Waltz. And Christoph Waltz is Christoph Waltz. Because Christoph Waltz is the best man there ever is. He's a very bad bad man, though. Like, he's good at being a, a bad man. I know he's... him from Big Eyes, mostly. He's just, like, plays a terrible guy. In that movie, I love how that's the movie you, you referenced instead of like Inglorious Bastards. I, I like or Johnny Depp. Or like, uh, uh, what's his name? Tim Burton. Big Eyes. Big Eyes is Tim Burton. Yeah, it's a good I, movie. I know Big Fish. I've yes. never heard of Big Eyes. He also did Big Eyes. Okay. You ever heard of Big Eyes? No. It's Amy Adams. Um, she's a painter, and her husband. Oh, she has big eyes. Right. All of her paintings had big eyes. That's what it was called. That, and her husband takes all the credit. For her paintings, because he convinces her, like, "Hey, no one's gonna buy art from a woman. Like, we should put it in my name, and we'll share the money, obviously, because we're married." Yeah. And then it gets to the point that he starts to believe that he's doing anyway. It's a good movie. Okay. Well. Um. But anyway, back from that. back to where we were. Christoph Waltz. Waltz is uh, uh, Mr. Blomfeld. I'm forgetting his first name, but he is. I don't the... think we can reuse a bad guy though. James Bond doesn't have the same bad guy. In oh, he does. Movies. Blomfeld is in many James Bond movies. He's probably in about four or five. Oh, okay. You convinced me. My German accent just kind of trailed off into Scottish there at the end. Yeah, so. that was interesting. Maybe you just actually I'm speak Christoph German. Waltz. And then you won't, that won't happen. I'm Christoph Waltz, and I'm part, part Deutscher, and also a bit Scottish, laddie. <laughs> I, I think he's trying to dis- fool everyone and play Got a Scottish it. man throughout this. Okay. Okay, so it's what's his name? The character? Blomfeld. Dusseldorf. Got it. Blomfeld? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have Ray Fine's return as M, the head of MI6. Yes. All the the Miss Pennyworth Q, all If all the, the actor the, has that, been established, we'll keep him. If not, it's all Alan Tudyk. All new characters are Alan Tudyk. Is there a love interest? Is it Alan Tudyk? <laughs> there are there the have the first homosexual James Bond. The second. There was like a there was a scene there was a homosexual scene in uh, one of them Skyfall maybe he seduces oh a dude. oh you're talking about Javier Bardem yes but that was the, oh, villain. the villain you're right that it was wasn't the James Bond you're, you're right. right I think this is a bold new direction the very first but I do think Javier Bardem's character suggests that James Bond is anyway it's possible they've they've touched this on time this. it's open yeah okay and it's Alan Tudyk and it's Alan Tudyk okay as the butcher down the street. And, oh, oh! The butcher is the love interest. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, for Joe Bang, that's why he keeps going to this butcher. Yeah, to get his pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> Needs his pulled pork sandwiches. What is the tone of this movie? Is it going to feel like a James Bond movie? Well, I or think like it Joe takes Dirt? itself very seriously. Okay, but Joe Bang is just that vibrant splash of color on a gray mural to liven it up. Do you know what movie we just made? What the human version of Cars Two. Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
take a hillbilly and make him a spy. Like that's we just did that thing. Brian, we're running out of ideas. We're copying the Pixar formula. We actually, I mean, I didn't have that thought until right now, though. It was interesting because it's Larry the Cable Guy and Michael Caine, right? Teaming uh, up you're right. in Japan. I think so. Okay, well, <laughs> let's not send them to Japan because that would be yeah, problematic. We'll, we'll stay we'll away get from sued that. for copyright issues. Um, but we do have Daniel Craig playing Joe Bang. What what is uh what is MI6 trying to accomplish? So Joe Bang, they they bring him in because James Bond is has been kidnapped by Dusseldorf. What's his name? Blomstead. Blomfeld. Blomfeld. Also, I'm kind of doubting that it might be Blomfeld. So let's look it up real quick. I think quick. it's McBlomfeld because he's Scottish. Because he's pretending to be Scottish. Yeah. You're right. Let's just use his Scottish name, McBlomy. Okay. I'm just going to stick with Blomfeld okay, for cool. this discussion, though. That's so okay. Blomfeld has kidnapped James Bond. And MI6 knows that they still need James Bond's DNA to get to So get here's back. what... Here's what happened. James Bond, we let we leave off Inspector. He's retired from MI6. Okay. However, he still he can't quite pull himself away from it. So he's doing little side projects that MI6 is not aware of. Like he's hacking into surveillance systems and everything. And he's really trying to track where Blomfeld escaped to. He's doing this on his own. And then before you know it, he's captured because James Bond was just about to figure out what his plans were, where he was going with all of it. MI6 knows this, and so they're trying to hack into his computer and get all his files and everything, but they okay. just can't. So that's why they call up Joe Bang. And they think it's going to be a quick, like, just get, give us access to the computer. We'll send you back to Tennessee or wherever you're from. Yeah. We'll go on our way. What if they're trying to keep him secret? Like, they don't want other people to know this, obviously, that they're that James Bond has a brother or anything like that. But what if someone sees him and they're like, wait, what's going on here? And then they need to train... Joe Bang to cover as James Bond. Okay. So they have to train him. He has to get spy training. I think that'd be a fun montage. Uh-huh. But I, I think it's one of those, like, be true to yourself kind of stories. Because kind of yeah. in the final climax of the scene, everything he does is going to be like, no, he's not driving, like, some Jaguar and being some master driver. He is only turning left. And he is yeah, just driving recklessly right, and just hitting people on the side and pulling so off sort of a shirt, sort of a Johnny around. English, like a clumsy, yeah, like messes stuff but up. The hillbilly but still is, yeah. Hillbilly. That's really interesting. I think, I think it's very formulaic. I think it's nothing new in that, in yes. that realm, but I do think it's a, it's a cool new take on James Bond. Yes, for sure. What is Blomfeld trying to accomplish? That's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. What? It, so, Here's a tip on good writing. You need to make it personal right. to your to your protagonist. Yes. So I think it starts as something that's going to influence James Bond, and that's why he's looking at he's trying to uh, figure out where Blomfield is. Yeah. But I think it's something like he's either going to set off a huge mass explosion at the next NASCAR race. Oh I, yeah. I, I I'm not trying to diss on any hillbillies out there. If you're listening, we love you. We appreciate you. But I feel like there is a little bit of that stigma where they might not be the brightest people in the world. Yeah. Like that's whether true or not, I'm not here to judge. I, I but think I think hillbilly that's a carries that. Like I don't think there's an organization like there's a group of people that identifies hillbillies. Hillbilly means a dumb person who lives out yeah, in the hills in the of hills. Yeah. southern United States. Yeah. 
So I think Blomfeld develops this Darwinian way of thinking. And he is on a quest to rid the world of the mediocre, the less than average. Oh, interesting. He sees like, oh, those, uh, the American South, the breeding ground for the the foolish. Well, I don't think it's just, because I don't want to just target the American South. Uh, okay, fair. But that is one of the locations. It's yeah. going to be, what? what's the biggest, sticking with NASCAR, what is the biggest NASCAR event? The Indy 500. I'm pretty sure that's not it. The Indy 501. I think it's Daytona. Probably. Daytona is happening. That's one of his target sites. Okay. And he has nuclear warheads that are about to go off in all of these different places. And we can see um, whatever the equivalent in Asia and in Europe and Africa, all those places, whatever that event is happening, that is his first perch, okay. so to say. Yeah. And so that's when all this gets real for Joe Bang. Yeah. Okay. So and you're so, saying this is eugenics, but not based on race or anything. It's just based on if they like NASCAR. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like a, a wacky villain. It, it's just his identifier. There might be other things in the U.S. Yeah. Maybe people who still read Twilight. The next Twilight convention is happening. Or one of those just like very super guilty pleasure reality TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And we're not saying that people who do that like those books no, or I don't watch think any these of shows are inherently we're saying that. dumb. We're saying that person just views the them that stigma. way. Yeah, and, and this person is viewing them that way because uh-huh. of the stigma. And I think ultimately that's our statement with this movie is that you're wrong if you think that way. Because Joe Bang's going to show that he is a great spy. Yeah. He doesn't have to be posh. Yeah. He doesn't have to have the the cool swagger well, that James and, Bond does. And Joe Bang and James mission. Bond came from the same background, so there's no like... Oh, they're, you know. They still have the, des- the the ultimate ability to inherently become brilliant yeah. in one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good message. Is James Bond in this? Oh, Other I, than, I like, think he is. Just barely showing up? Like, is he going to, like, come into action well, at I any point? Well, I do want a Joe Bang, James Bond back-to-back sequence where they are yeah. taking out everyone. Are they estranged? I mean, is there some drama between them that we oh, need to I resolve? Oh, I think so. I think it's always just been I I think James Bond is the black sheep of the family. Like he right. he's not even British. He's actually American. Right. Yeah, okay. And he was raised in this family where Joe Bing was kind of the the star child. Yeah, okay. so to say. Like he's the one that the parents and the other siblings could identify with because he was more like them. And so James Bond to get all way get away from all this leaves his family behind. Develops a British accent, uh, starts all this training. He shows that he is the best spy because he could erase his identity right. and become a new person and establishes himself in MI6. So this is a good character arc for James Bond because he realizes, you know what? Even these people who I look down on, they're family and they're, they've got my back. Yeah. And I can look out for them. And I think that's interesting because then if James Bond is trying to stop Blomfeld, Blomfeld can say like, you're just like me, right? Yeah. Like you, you tried to bury these people because you didn't think they were good enough for you. Uh huh. I'm doing the same thing. We're the same. You and me, we're the same. I think that's an interesting thing for him to overcome. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Bang will come and say like, he's going to use some of this, like he's going to show that he is smart. Like I think 
maybe the emphasis is there's different types of intelligence because we Genius know that that's Genius does not true. express itself in one form or another. Yeah. I agree. Like, uh, I think that James Bond's intelligence is resourcefulness. I think it's... Uh, I think ultimately the climax is Joe Bang because he's so likable because he doesn't judge anyone. Yes. He cares for everyone. He's able to get everyone to come to his aid yes. and help him out in the end. And so it just shows a great sign of camaraderie and friendship and the importance of looking out for one another. James Bond is very manipulative, right? Like, Oh, yeah. For I mean, sure. we're always cheering for him, but he does stuff that, I mean. He's a womanizer. Absolutely. And what if we could show like, hey, look, this guy can do it without doing that stuff. He's uh-huh. just going to like, like explain why he's, he's there. He's the people's champion. Yeah. Like maybe he'll, I think he'll still be like. He'll have to lie a little bit, right? Disguises. Uh, but he's just going to be a good guy. It's good-hearted in nature. I love being able to cheer for just like a good, value-centered guy. And I think at the end of this, movie. we have an end credit scene where you see him meet up with Max Smart from Get Smart oh. and Inspector Clouseau from The Pink Panther. Are we going to get Steve Martin and uh, Steve Carell in on this? Oh, for sure. Or are they Alan Tudyk as well? <laughs> I think Alan Tudyk is in this. As the Nick Fury of the stupid oh, spies. Interesting. Uh, Johnny and, English then. we. Oh, yeah. Johnny English. Get for in sure. the mix. Yeah. Cool. And so we start off the... Uh, Wait, are we going to explain why Alan Tudyk is every character then? We're just not going to have every character be inexplicably him? He's actually going to be like, oh, I've been watching you. Remember the guy at the deli? That was me. Remember that person? That was also me. No, I think that's right. I think so that's cool. he can't be literally every character. Right. He'll just be he's a just lot a of few characters. characters. And he's wearing prosthetics and makeup and disguises and all like that. Enough, but you can... enough that the viewer can't tell, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, sort of a Borden from The Prestige. Yeah. Like you oh, can't tell sure. that both of those are Christian Bale. But he's there yeah. and reveals itself at the end. And he comes up and says, I want to talk to you about the... About the Mater Initiative. The Mater Initiative. That's that's it exactly. And that is their logo. Yes. The, the spy that is super skilled, but everyone looks over. And that's why yeah. they're such great spies, because no one takes that's them That's why serious. Cars 2 is such a great movie. Debatable. But that's <laughs> why everyone... I, I guess I can't really argue that point with Cars 2, because I haven't watched it. I've just heard... It was okay. From everyone that it, it was, was kind okay. of a disgrace. I read to some review that was that very like strongly defended it, but um, cool. I think we're ready to take this to the studio. I agree. Okay, uh, for those of you ha- who are just joining us for the first time, uh, Studio Demands is the segment where we take our our project to our pretend studio and we ask them for feedback. And the way we do that is we have a list of requests from them. We'll randomly select one of them. Uh, if you have any ideas for these studio demands, uh, send them to us uh, either at our Facebook page, The Silver Street Redemption, or at Twitter at Screen Redeem. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, spin the wheel. It has to reference an early childhood cartoon. Does that, mean, does that mean a cartoon from our childhood, or does it mean a cartoon for early childhood? Well, like I think it Blues, should be our, our childhood, because we are, we're already kind of referencing Pink Panther a little bit. Yes, that's true. I don't want to use that as our crutch. So 
I think whatever we do, it needs to be a focus point of the big climax, part of the 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 explosion. Yeah. Whatever's going to be the dangerous threat that happens. So what if what if all the the bombs are attached to suicidal beings who and by suicidal I mean they are working for Blomfeld who convinces them to be part of this mission. It's for the the betterment of the world. Right, okay. And they are dressed in SpongeBob SquarePants costumes. Oh, interesting. That's how they can hide the bomb because they are literally wearing a giant <laughs> okay. sponge, a yeah. square costume that they can hide the bomb in. Are they all the different characters then? You know, one is SpongeBob. I mean, they could be. One's Patrick. The, the sponge is pretty easy to hide a bomb in. Yeah, that's true. If you do Patrick, you you have to hide it in his little belly. Little belly, his little gut. Sandy, you could maybe hide it in the in the tail in the in the tail the or in the tail or in the space spacesuit suit. costume yeah squidward has a big nose that could work <laughs> squidward like is probably the worst of them all yes um gary has a shell gary has a shell plankton is very tiny plankton's didn't make the plankton cut. is out yeah oh pearl would be pearl very has good a big old head that would be very good okay so i like that point what what about this what if in it because this could be a funny joke, how he's trying to get rid of the the dumb nuts, the, the really stupid people. Okay. And in all of his ignorance, he thinks South Park is referring to the dumb South, not like oh, an actual place. So yeah. all the bombers are disguised as South Park characters, and okay. they have pretty big heads relative yeah. to their bodies. Yeah. So like in the costume, they can hide the bombs in that. They're like the same size. And that's how Joe Bang kind of picks it out because i i don't feel like that that's a cartoon that goes well with say a nascar event for example probably not probably not that's how he picks it's it a out. very it's a very cerebral cartoon yes and and so it just be like this funny little joke where it's like christoph waltz you think you're so clever you're not you're not yeah I, that that's all i got is that an <laughs> is that a childhood cartoon no it's not it's not at all but it it is a cartoon it is a cartoon what else do we need to figure out about this movie? I really don't know. It's kind of like, it. It's kind of it's a movie that already has parameters set to it. Yeah, like it's pretty. It writes itself more or less. It's very formulaic. I don't know how else we break those boundaries. I think so we. Say, I think we just live within those boundaries. Yeah, I think we just embrace it. Okay, like we're playing off the like. Oh, you underestimated that dumb person trope. You think this is just going to be a very straightforward movie? That's Little did you know, it's going to grab your heart. It's going to grab your heart. It's going to tickle your fancy. Well, you're going to see Silver Screen Studios, and you're going to be like, oh, what kind of crazy stuff are they going to do? Oh, no. No, it's just very by the numbers. Just, oh. Sometimes those are the best movies. I, you know, everyone likes those movies. No risks. No risks. No big payoffs, but everyone's pretty happy with it. I mean, we say that, but we're doing... We're taking a pretty big risk by the fact that James Bond... Grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I don't. I th- I think that's. Uh, if you read the original novels by Serene Fleming, you'll see that he he is not from Nashville, Tennessee. But but he could be. I think he needs to be from Birmingham, Alabama. All right, I'm fine. That, with that. That's the secret to James Bond that we're gonna get after 25 movies. Perfect. No, I think it's really Daniel Craig uh, is gonna finally prove himself to be the best Bond. Yes. I think a lot of people already think he is. I think I think he is. It's easy to act like a stone cold killer. It's yeah. hard to act like 
a a deviant, manipulative, whiskey drinking redneck. I uh, along with the cold blooded killer in the same movie. In the same movie. Um. Oh, you know what? Scene. Here's. I here's the last thing I'll say. I love the idea of seeing a scene where they have to work together and do a choreographed like dance motion thing through a room of lasers. Right? Just kind of yeah. kind of a classic spy scene, but two brothers working together that look identical and are played by the same actor. Well, and I think he fails, but it doesn't matter because the lasers were there just for effects. Oh, interesting. Like the, all these things. James Bond is like I think this movie actually breaks a lot of spy tropes. Like all the lasers pointing, they're not real. They're just there just to throw people for a Well, loop. it's slow them down, like, right? James Bond could get through a lot faster if he didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and that's one way that we're going to show maybe maybe in, a, in his normal life, Joe Bang is just, he's a repairman. So he has a lot of these like mechanical skills. And you can see like, wait, that laser, I, I see the brand of that laser. That's not like a killing laser. That's just a laser pointer. <laughs> that, that's just what we use to point at them stars we, at night. We use them. They have so the, uh, your the redshift doesn't doesn't make your eyes uh, dilate yeah, when yeah. you're looking at the stars. It, it's also U.S. made, America, Mer- made in America. Um. Okay. So important question. I think we bring Steven uh, Soderbergh on as okay. director. Works for me. He did Logan Lucky. He's done Ocean's Eleven. He can. He's proven that he can bounce the cool and the 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 wacky. You know who I'd really appreciate in maybe an executive producer position? Eddie Murphy. Yeah? I mean, basically just to give support to Daniel Craig saying, hey, when you're playing multiple people, I know how to do this. Okay, I could see that. Maybe not. But, maybe executive producer's not right, but I think he needs to be involved. Okay, I could see that. Let's bring him along. All right. Well, if that's the case, though, I feel we have to incorporate him somehow into the movie. All right. I, I'm down with that. Because I don't think you just bring on Eddie Murphy as an executive producer if you're not going to bring out some great and grand performance such as Beverly Hills Cop or... Beverly going... Hillbilly's Cop. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That'd be a great movie, Beverly Hillbilly's Cop. It's beside the point, but it'd be a good movie. It's a buddy cop movie where both characters are played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Why have they not done that? They've broken the formula of Buddy Cop. They've tested it with so many different. Yeah. They've even done Man and Dog Buddy Cop. Yeah. Why have they not done Murphy and Murphy? Murphy and Murphy Buddy Cop. I think that, no, we're doing it. It's part of this movie. No. It's not the main focus, but I think it's in there. I think it sets up. We set it up for another. Sets it up for the Mater Initiative. Oh. Down the line. That's in the Mater Initiative universe. I think we save Murphy and Murphy for another movie. Okay. But we have little glimpses of it to sneak peek it. Yeah. And so when Alan Tudyk comes in, you have in the background a giant screen that is watching Murphy and Murphy. And you think like, oh, they're watching the cool, sleek detective to bring him on board. Nope. They're actually focusing on uh, Nutty Professor Murphy. Yeah. Who is a fat, bumbling idiot of a cop. Too fat, bumbling idiot of a cop. Yes. Are they both fat? Yeah, I think they are. No, I think Eddie Murphy is just his Beverly Hills cop character. Oh, okay. And then the nutty professor is his partner. All right. I like that. Okay. I like this. We got a good movie and a whole universe set up for us. 
Well, and of course, this universe is within the Silververse. Oh, yes. Uh, of, of, of our larger, larger universe of movies. Everything is. Okay, well, I think we can wrap it up at this I point. I think we started off rough on that one. I think we got to a good place. Uh, let's do the thing we say at the end. Uh, do you want to tell them where you can find us? Yes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Screen Redeem. I don't think we've ever actually tweeted there, but uh, now that the podcast is actually live, um, we'll probably be, try and be on there a little bit more. We're on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word. Um, we're starting to pick up steam there, so go find us there. We'll keep you updated on new episodes. Um, that's a great place to send us ideas for movies you want to hear us talk about or uh, studio demands we, we should include in these movies. Studio demands is the big one. Like, that is the will, big one. We will even call you out and give you a little cheer yeah. for your Twitter handle for or sure. your name or however you want to present that information to us, but we will use it for sure. We'd love to get your opinions. Yeah. Um, we, movies, if you haven't picked up, we we try and pick up relevant movies that are coming out this Brian, week. Brian, we or... didn't come up with a good name for this movie. We didn't name it. What are? It needs to be... A good James Bond. Movie. I think it needs to sound like it's a cool James Bond name, but also have like another meaning, maybe. Um, so like Skyfall, Spectre. I'm gonna look up some uh, James Bond movie titles. What if it's just called Hazard? Hazard kind of sounds like a. I, I think we do need to get the classic like Pierce Brosnan, uh, Sean Connery style of James Bond movie name. Not the one word. Daniel Craig. Yes. More of the phrase, die another day, or... Well, there was, like... Maybe, like, Quantum I mean, there's, Solace there's, or yeah. Casino Royale. Well, then let's do one spy word. Let's do our, our one where we both pick a word. Let's pick one spy word and one hillbilly word. So I'm looking through some of the... What about a licensed grill? Licensed to grill is good. Classic Southern Barbecue. No, I, I want people to believe that it is a traditional James Bond movie. Though. Okay. And I don't think you'd get that there. So let's do the thing. Okay. Um. So I'm doing the spy word or the hillbilly word? The spy word. All right. I think I got mine. Okay. Three, two, one. International. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> no, international country, like the music, country music. Oh, I Around gotcha. the world. International country. No, I, like I think that's Bond too movie. bland of a name, though. Yeah, it is. International country. What about live and let fry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of caught on this whole barbecue idea. <laughs> okay. This pulled pork. Uh... What about for love of country? For love of country. But it sounds like for like your country and also country music. Okay. No country for old spies. The Nutty Professor 3. <laughs> Throw everyone for a loop. I don't know. I, I'm still liking this live and let fry. Like, I know it's not subtle, but I, I'm really digging it. Live and it. let fry. License, I like license to grill better than live Lit, and let fry. License to grill. What if we go the other direction and we get people to think that it's just like a, like a wacky hillbilly comedy? We just call it Joe Bang. Like Joe Dirt. Or people what recognize. If we call it bang, bang, comma Joe. Oh my bang. gosh! What if it's just bang? Or just bang, or bang, comma Joe Bang. That's pretty good. I like bang, comma Joe Bang, bang, Joe Bang. That's really good. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like a James Bond title, but it's pretty good. I. It sounds like it should be 
a parody movie of James Bond that should be like, like a direct to DVD. Now that you say that. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like that makes it seem like it's a cheap quality ripoff movie, but yeah. it's actually brilliant. It's directed masterfully. The script is amazing. We still have ASMR foliage in the background, which I totally forgot about. Um, yes, it is ASMR. All right. No, I think, th- all right. Bang, Joe, bang. Okay. I think we leave it there. A James Bond story. Well, we said well, all the stuff at the end. We said all stuff. So I'm Houston. Uh, I'm Brian. Uh, until next time, it, whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.